This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Retire your overplayed playlist. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new to you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. Welcome to my very first episode of Hot Off The Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush. You may know me as Bravo Historian on Instagram, but please just call me Sam. We're friends, well, we're internet friends, and that is what friends do. Before we get started here are some of the things about me. Um, I live in Detroit. I have a fat ass beautiful cat named Barbara. So if you hear her chime in at any time, my apologies. She's just very chatty. I don't know where she gets that. So how every week is going to go is it's basically a stream of consciousness that gives you a good breakdown of the Bravo headlines and honestly, whatever I find interesting, I just need to talk about. So we have a lot to cover this week, including, uh, you know, Jersey and Frank Atania, that bleak Dallas reunion preview that we got, an Oscar moment, and of course, the introduction to icon Summer Moon Honey Davies. So let's get started. Ah, beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you. Here, Joey, take it over there, man. I'm going to grab someone's turkey. Oh, my God. It's literally a club sandwich, and he's so excited. Let's start with New Jersey. And by New Jersey, I mean icon legend Frank Catania. Now, if you are a follower of my Instagram, you know my love affair with this man. I have an actual album on my camera roll titled Frank Catania and it's Frank Catania holding little items. Like one time he was holding a little piece of broccoli. Another time he was holding a cup Uh, and like everything this man. Oh, another time he was holding a little like guacamole container and everything he holds looks like it is miniature size. Like it looks like it's found in like the toy department at Target. It is so small. I'm just obsessed. And there's this scene where they're at the golf course and the waitress, you know, he's with the boys, he's with Evan, he's with Joe Gorga, he's with Joe B. He's just having the time of his life. And the waitress brings over what looks to be a just a club sandwich. Nothing special. This isn't like the spread Jennifer Aiden's mom put on. It is a literal club sandwich from a golf course. 
And Frank Catania, you just hear him in the background and he just goes, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Ah, oh, beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Beautiful, thank you. And it's just so Frank and it's just why I love this man. Like he loves food more than I love my cat. Like, I mean, you gotta give it to him because he was acting like this was like a delicacy. And it, I don't even, you know, truthfully, I don't even think Frank would like a delicacy. I feel like he's a simpleton and he likes ribs and steak and mashed potatoes. And, you know, I don't really see him going for like the sashimi. Um, so then there's a little scene with Dolores. It's not ever mentioned. There's no context to it whatsoever. Uh, but she's got some like slices of meat, frozen meat on her shoulders. And if that's not Jersey, like, I don't know what is. I would never see Lisa Rinna with slabs of fucking meat on her shoulders with no context. She's just on the phone with meat on her shoulders. I was like, where are we and what are we doing here? Like this, like this is why Jersey is so good this year. And I have said it so many times. Jersey this year, I think, is the perfect season of Real Housewives because there's been like some drama, obviously, with Jackie and Teresa, with Margaret and Jennifer, but they move on. Like they're not like a Beverly Hills where they stay in the drama the whole season and that's all we're talking about. Like they seem to be able to move on and it also is pretty light drama. It, nothing is too heavy. We also get to see Teresa, you know, gushing about her new boo, um, who, again, if you're familiar with my Instagram, you know that I think he's a grifter, alleged grifter. I gotta say alleged, because I don't know, but I get vibes. I get very dark, sinister vibes from this man. And I mean, Teresa's not a very good judge of character. I gotta tell you, like the women and the people that she chooses to be around I, are questionable at best. So I don't necessarily know if I trust this guy and her judgment of him, but there's something that I also need to get off my chest. And I, I'm a Jackie lover. I love Jackie Goldschneider. I think she is a great housewife. I think she's great for the show. I think she's a good person, which is like hard to do when you're on these shows, but we need to have a quick come to Jesus the hair. I need her to get it in order. Every scene, it's crimping, it's crunching, it's flying away. I just would like some clarity into what's happening. And there was also a moment where she had this funky braid. It was tragic. And then we get to the party at Michelle's house. Who is growing on me? I thought she was a, a little sinister, uh, but I feel like she's fine. I don't really like her husband. I don't see how those two like really match, but whatever. That's another story for another time. But Jackie's hair again. It was so weird. And it was just like they would cut to Jackie like reacting to things being said. And it was like all it was hair. It was fucking hair. It was like it was like my skipper Barbie doll that I had who had braids in at one point. And I took them out like an idiot and brushed them. And they were just crimpy and like sticking up in the air. It was like, it was a mess. And I love my little Jackie. I'm a jack-o'-lantern. And she's always got like a weird bang. We did see pictures of the reunion looks. I do think overall the cast looks phenomenal. Jackie did seem to get her little hair in order for that. So thank you for 
seeing yourself on television and realizing what you need to do because that is honestly so important. All right, now for the moment we've been waiting for when it comes to a Jersey recap. Dolores, okay? Dolores is a legitimate bad bitch, okay? She is like one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen. She's got boobs and lips and eyes and cheeks and hair. Like she is just like, she's just a woman, you know? Like I just love her. I want her to like put me in her bosom and like hug me and tell me everything is going to be okay. Uh, like she's always got like a really pretty like lip gloss on and like her hair is always like really wavy and pretty. I don't know. I just like have like a total girl crush on Dolores. But I got to tell you, this idea that David, Dr. David, is the end all be all because he doesn't hit you or cheat on you. That is like, I, oh my God, that is like bottom of the fucking barrel. Like that is like standard. That is, you shouldn't, that, no one should be doing that first of all. So the fact that that's the only thing she can ever say about David is that he just doesn't hit her or cheat on her. Like, okay, well, I would appreciate if no man did that to you ever, but also he's never around. He didn't propose. Like, I get where she's coming from when she says, why do the women, you know, question me about David all the time, blah, blah, blah. I think it's because like the viewers and myself, the women see Dolores as this like goddess and they see David as like, Like if a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lost like all the pigment in their skin and like was just living in that gutter. I don't think he's worthy of our queen. I just don't, I, oh, I just don't see it. But to see Patterson Dolores come out, I mean, that was a real treat. And I gotta tell you, you know, Frank, he was so horny. Like when he saw Patterson Dolores emerge, he was like, that's my girl. I mean, I, I think he was a little upset that Joe Gorgo was kind of throwing him under the bus a little bit being like, yeah, Frank fucked you over. Like he was like really going in on Frank a little bit. He was like, Frank cheated on you and yelled at you and he was horrible to you. And he, I was like, Jesus Christ, like this is your friend. So Frank looked a little shook, I will say, but I do love the dynamic between, I think I speak for everyone when I say that. I love the dynamic between Frank and Dolores because they know each other so well. And when she got in the car and he's like, stop yelling at me. And she goes, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just really upset. Can you just give me a minute and I can calm down? I was like, we love a self-aware queen and we love a man who respects that. And so I don't think, I don't think Frank is really going to love. I, I feel like that comes up at the reunion basically is he's going to tell Joey little Joey Gorga that what he did wasn't cool like we don't need to bring up what he did 25 years ago like Dolores has dealt with it now she's settling for Dr. David and Jennifer kind of brought up a good point I will say she said my husband's a doctor and he makes time and I got chills because he's got five kids a wife crazy ass in-laws one of them's always on an iPad with his little earphones hanging out of one ear like hunched over he's adorable but I mean it's it I never mind I'm going to hell I'm not gonna say anything so I just am like see like he that's a man like and he doesn't hit her or yell at her or cheat on her like you can Dolores if you're listening which you're not you can find a man who will treat you like a fucking princess and I know she's happy in her life I'm going on a rant I need to relax I'm getting like worked up 
I just, I just think she deserves better and I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to get too mean on Dr. David. Um, just in case I ever move to New Jersey and like get pregnant and he somehow winds up my doctor. I don't want anything bad happening to me. Okay, now that we're out of Jersey, let's kind of sort of get into Dallas or whatever is left of Dallas. Now, I am a Tiffany Moon stan. I am a Deandra stan, which is a new thing for me. I wasn't fully on board with Deandra the last couple seasons. I feel like with her and Leanne, it got kind of a little too dark for me. Um, there was just a weird energy there. But now, I mean, I got to be honest, I don't have much to say about the, the last couple episodes of Dallas. It's gotten a little hard to watch because the Carrie stuff and the Brandy stuff. I mean, do, is Brandy pregnant? What's going on? Like, I, I'm not even trying to be funny because it's like some women genuinely don't know that they're pregnant. But like, girl, we see we thought the the bump ain't lying to us and I like it's just never addressed and like the the timeline doesn't really work out and I don't know like it's hard for me to really sink my teeth into this show because everyone is so fucking unlikable and Stephanie who was the most likable of everyone for the last what five years is I don't know where she is she like in a scene with her, I, I actually see her just dissolve into particles and she just evaporates into thin air. I don't know where the fuck she goes. I don't know. Like, she's just not around. Like, she just isn't present. Her her mind is not present. And I think she's so worried about being liked that she, she just isn't going to say anything. But, like, that's not what we need in a housewife. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't have much to say, but we did get the Dallas preview for the reunion. I don't know what part of you felt like you weren't being yourself. You brought a blow-up doll with a large phallic object. And when I tell you, I screamed when I saw that set. It was heinous. And I mean, I wanted to burn the New York set to the ground this past year. There was like 30,000 rugs. It looked like the inside of a Zarin Fabrics. It was out of control. But this, this is like as techie vibes meets COVID meets like lazy boy chairs meets Brandy sitting on the floor of her hotel room in the complete darkness with a high scrunchie. I was actually shocked. So if you don't know, <laughs> excuse me, I had to, it's not funny. It's not funny that they got COVID. It's not funny. But Brandy Redmond and Carrie got on the plane they're very much um, like anti-vaxxer, alleged anti-vaxxers. They got COVID. <laughs> they got coronavirus. And they had to do the reunion from their hotel room. And when I tell you, like, they, Bravo must have been like, you don't deserve a ring light for this. Because when they showed the big ass, they had to go to Best Buy for this. Bravo had to go to Best Buy and pick up fucking TVs to put them on chairs six feet. Mind you, they're still six feet apart from the other cast members. Like, you're, Stephanie's not going to get COVID from Brandy on a fucking screen. 
So it just look it looks like we're living in Xenon Girl of the 21st century. It looks, it's giving me man behind the curtain, you know, from Wizard of Oz. It it's awful. And when they showed Brandy Redman with that fucking ponytail on top of her goddamn head, I was like, that is why I hate her. Because she is stuck in 1994. She at some little southern high school, you know, where she meets Brian. Uh, there she's a mean cheerleader girl. Like she's the stereotype of, you know, okay. <laughs> All right. Really quick. I don't know why my mind goes to these places. I really don't know why I'm like this. But so this morning, I'm away to work. I was listening to 1985 by Bowling for Soup. And I don't know if you've ever heard the song. Um, but the song is about Brandy. Like, Brandy thought that she was going to be dancing on the hood of White Snake's car. And now she's got a yellow SUV. And it's the enemy. And one Prozac a day. And she's married a CPA. Like, those are the lyrics, you guys. And that is her life. Like, she thought she was going to be living life, living large. And she is instead... In the, on the floor of a hotel room, dimly lit, very dimly lit, with bottom eyeliner and a scrunchie, doing a, a reunion for Housewives. And she's had the worst season she's ever had. So this is just, it's, I wish so badly that she was there, but it's almost even better that this might be her send-off and she's doing it via Zoom. Ugh. And then Carrie, I mean, at least Carrie pulled a look together. Like, I don't fuck with Carrie like that, but I mean, she looked fine. She had at least one lamp on in the room. And then, you know, my girl Tiffany, she looked so cute in her little dress and her little boobies. Um, loved that. Cameron always looks good, I will say. Now, Deandra. Deandra. What is happening? What in the MLM, bla like, power blazer is going on? It was, like, white with, like, lots of necklaces and like the hair it I just expected no that's a lie I didn't expect better that's actually exactly what I expected um because it's just it's so terrible and tacky but it's you know that's why I love her to be honest she's kind of just that's just who she is um but I I am excited for the reunion because I hope hope Dr. Moon comes out guns blazing and holds these girls accountable for their shitty bullying behavior because I have had it. I have had it. Are we thinking we're going to do like an ocean birth? Natural is obviously the goal. Natural. No Botox. First time in 10 years. Really? <laughs> you look so good. Here I am. What you just heard was a little teaser, little snippet of Vanderpump Rules, which Bravo announced is coming back in the fall. We did get, I don't think it's technically like an official cast list, but they were just reinforcing the fact that Jax, Brittany, Kristen, and Stassi Schroeder will not be coming back. It was very obvious that they just wanted to reaffirm that that is the case, and I will hate watch the fuck out of this show. I will, guys, I got to tell you, I will hate watch this show every single week because it's just who I am. It's ingrained in me. I was a big fan of Vanderbump Rules at the very beginning. Uh, I miss the days of hearing about Tom and Ariana making out at the Golden Nugget. I miss when people would fuck one another multiple times during the movie Drive. I mean, this show promoted the movie Drive more than Drive promoted the movie Drive. Like, this 
this this show in its golden like day or was that a term golden day that's not a term golden era golden era um was like it was amazing there was nothing like it they were so messy but they were you could tell that they were genuine friends you could tell that they actually worked at this restaurant so i hope that this season production and everyone kind of throws that out the window like i i don't need to see pregnant sheena walking around in her safety steps at um sir or a pump and if you don't know what safety steps are you've never worked in a restaurant because i would rock those bad boys there are these thick black tennis shoes they're like they're heinous like they're so ugly but damn they gave me arch support in places like i didn't even know i needed it and you know i feel like it kind of like gave me like a better butt i can't explain it shout out to safety steps you really got me through some hard times you got me in that back room in the freezer you know the walk-in i cried a lot next to a lot of avocados um so anyways do i think that the show just should have called it quits yes but that is not the reality instead we get a very pregnant cast and i don't know how to feel like i like seeing them grow and change but that's not why i'm watching if we're being honest i'm not watching to, to, you know sheena to go to lama's classes like that's just not interesting to me speaking of one of my favorite little pumpers sheena marie Shea gave birth this week to her baby girl now when i tell you this name is the most sheena name i've ever heard in my life i posted a picture on my instagram story of a little baby with french chip nails and a french french you know pedicure and i was like just released sheena shay's pictures of the first pictures of her baby do you know how many people believed that because that's something sheena would do like this kid's getting her ears pierced in three weeks like she might get some highlights you know she's going to be wearing cheetah leggings you know maybe like a gold leather pant so anyways like i was saying drum roll uh the baby's name is Summer Moon Honey Davies, which is horrible. But I also, I kind of stand, like, I kind of feel like she's going to be a baby little icon. She's going to be on the 15th season of the show Cheer. Like, she will be in Texas with Coach Monica, like, doing her thing. Like, I can just see it now. I'm manifesting this for Sheena Marie Shea. And little Summer Moon Honey Davies. And someone on my Instagram pointed out that her initials are SMH, which means shaking my head. So I might refer to her as shaking my head Davies. I might. I'm thinking about it. I'm, it's, you know, I'm working it. But then let's get into her baby daddy Brock Davies. Now, I did a little deep dive. And by deep dive, a quick Google search. And it led me to red flag city okay now when i saw him at BravoCon, i saw him in a balcony and he was sitting next to raquel sweet bambi raquel and i just remember looking at him and he looked like a little beefcake like with his ponytail and his like big arm like he just like gave me vibes you guys and so i've been to multiple empaths and psychics and they tell me that my intuition is witch-like I'm not telling, I'm not joking. I've never mentioned it that other people have mentioned this to me, but I have been told that my intuition is witch-like and I get, he's a dark spirit. 
He has a dark, thirsty spirit, this man, Brock. He's from Australia. Uh, he has a gap tooth. No shade to people with diastemas, but his is specifically annoying to me. So back on her podcast in November of 2019, so they were like, I think a fairly new couple at that time, because that was also BravoCon. I remember Andy brought up there like, oh, you have a new boo. And, you know, of course, like the spotlight went to fucking Brock in his little balcony suite. It was like so stupid because so you so, OK, let me compare really quick. I'm getting off. I'm not getting off topic, actually. I'm just like ranting. Um, so you had Brock in the balcony and you got Thirsty Spirit vibes. Then you had in the other balcony to my right, and it was Croy fucking Beerman, King Croy, you know, Todd, um, what's his name? Ken Todd, forgot that little goblin's name, um, Randall and Bo were sitting there. Now those men like hold their women down in the best way. Like they want their women to shine. And like the energy radiating from that balcony was like, it was magical. Like there was, they were filming their girls on the stage. Like they were just so excited to be there. Now Brock's little thirsty ass. I, I just didn't get that vibe of dark energy. I don't know. Anyways. So he was on her podcast back in November, 2019. And they talked about how the two met. And this is a quote from Mr. Brock Davies. I was like, ugh, LA chicks, stay away from these girls. Then we chatted, and the next day I figured out who she was because I didn't know anything about her. So my mate told me her name, and I went and checked social media, and I was like, who is this chick with a million followers? Whatever. What? The fuck? Why is he referring to women as chicks? Like, is that a... That just seems... Like, to say chicks in two sentences, like... To say like LA chicks and then like I met this chick and then I met a chick and then I had a baby chick like fucking weirdo okay weird I get red flags and then you know he also has two other children um Eli and enjoy this one winter so he's got a summer moon and a winter sun I don't know um and they live in Australia it it's all just very icky to me it feels very confusing I don't love it. Um, I don't love it for my little Sheena, or as Danny Pellegrino calls her, um, Shishu. I I just want the best for her, but I honestly don't know if Sheena wants the best for her. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like she, she picks these little thirst traps. She does. She picks these little thirsty monsters. Um, let's all remember that time she was, like, kind of dating Robbie from The Fucking Bachelor with his little chompers. I cannot stand that man. Anyways, okay. And I know they're not on the show anymore, Brittany and Jax, and I don't even like bringing them up, those little country bumpkins. I don't even like talking about them. But Brittany posted that her newborn son, his name is Cruz, he has his own Instagram account, Little Baby Couchy, because let's not forget that is Jax's real name, so his name is Cruz Couchy. Cruz Couchy. Cruz Couchy. Okay. He is the newest Hooter VIP. Uh, they were gifted with this card of some kind. And on it, it says, Daddy's Wingman. I want to die. Like, I almost threw my fucking phone across the room. Like, why is this necessary? Why do you need your newborn son to already be like, oh, mommy, you know, girls, watch out. Daddy's little, you know, mini me. Like, shut the, he's a child. He's not even a child. He was born 
three weeks ago. It makes no fucking sense. And Jax is just doing the most with his dad vibes right now. Like he's posting dad joke of the day on Twitter. Oh my God. I hate it. I hate it all. And I know I can just see it now that they're going to move to Kentucky. Like I, I don't see them staying in LA because Jax is like, I hate LA. Fuck it here. Look at all these homeless people and these cars and the traffic. Like, then leave because you seem to thrive in it when you were fucking everyone in America and getting their faces tattooed on your body. But now that you're suddenly, you know, too cool and you're too old. Remember when he was like too cool to like dress up in a costume, but then wanted a costume party for his birthday. Like he is just a demon from hell. And I hate that he's from Michigan because I see him all the time repping Detroit shit. And I believe he's not from Detroit. He's from like an hour away. Like get the fuck out. Like, this is, like, a Detroit thing, but, like, we get annoyed by that. We're, like, whatever. I could really go on about that. That is boring, and I will not do that. So, end of the story here. I'm just so happy that they're not coming back, and we don't have to witness Jax being a misogynistic fucking pig. Because I just already can hear it now, Jax being, like, why isn't your body back to normal? Like, why aren't you bouncing back? And, like, being just a fucking asshole to Britney, um... Yeah, so we're just going to end it there. I could really, I'm getting heated talking about a man that's not even going to be on TV. I don't even know what my problem is. But I am just happy that they're not returning to our screens. Now, I know that we have kind of, not we, I mean everyone has really beaten the Jen Shaw, you know, arrest to death. But I have just been seeing, this is a quick little note for everyone and a little, you know, I had to share my little opinion. Uh, I've been seeing a lot on the interwebs of hate towards Jen Shaw. Now, obviously, I totally get it. She's kind of being charged with fraud uh, of, el- of mostly elderly people, uh, which is really not good. It's, it's not great. Um, but I will say, I'm kind of like obsessed with her going on social media and acting like literally nothing is wrong like this isn't happening the fact that this woman is still going to events in like looks like full looks glam hair wigs she's got wigs she's going blonde with the wigs i'm kind of like wait like she's kind of doing the most and i kind of stand like it's It's legendary. And that is just my quick little opinion. I just needed to get it in there because I I love it. I love the Jen Shaw updates. I love that she's living in this delusion. It's it's just it's so good. It's so good. All right. Now that we've wrapped up pretty much everything Bravo that I just I feel like a weight has been lifted. I it's a it's a cleanse. I am doing the Yolanda um, lemon cleanse. What is that called? The master cleanse. I'm really cleansing my spirit. So I just wanted to get into what has been going on on my Instagram lately, and that is that I've been rewatching uh, The Hills, one of the best shows on television, and it was also one of my gateway drugs into the world of reality television that the real world like anything on mtv i was really like heavily into it like whenever i would get an attitude 
the, <laughs> whenever I would get like a snotty teenage girl attitude with my dad, he would be like, you're not on the hills. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like Lauren Conrad would never like, she's an angel princess. And now that I am 28 years old and I have had some time to digest and I'm rewatching this from a different lens. Uh, Lauren Conrad, she, while she is iconic, I will say this, she also acts and dresses like she's about 38 in the show. Like she genuinely, there's a lot of headbands. There's a lot of like knee length midi dresses that like have no shape to them. I'm just truly, it shakes me to my core because I remember watching it back in 2008 and everything and being like wow these girls have it all the way together and i'm looking at them now I'm like you look like a fucking idiot like you are in ladue or whatever that club's name is and you look like you look like pandora vanderpump like it looks crazy and then because then what pisses me off is that she then judges heidi for dressing like a 20 year old for acting like a 20 year old and honestly i don't know i've kind of come to the tough conclusion that maybe lauren conrad is a shitty friend and maybe we were all wrong and the spidey of it all because they've kind of been together a long time they've kind of made it you know like they they made it like 10 years i think married in this strange world and i will never forget where i was uh when chelsea handler banned talking about Spencer and Heidi on her show like she literally banned it because there was a time when they were little they were all over the magazines and the tabloids just doing the absolute most and I just remember Chelsea was like I can't fucking talk about them anymore we have to ban them and I'll say this she got mad at Heidi for dropping out of fashion school for a job at Bolt House Productions if anyone wanted to know uh Bolt House he was the guy that worked there was allegedly, I'm just saying allegedly to cover my own ass because I'm watching it and he looks coked out of his fucking mind constantly. I, I mean, the man's eyes like were darting back and forth and he was like, his jaw was shaking. It was crazy. To, it's crazy to rewatch if you decide to, you know, please take a peek at that. Uh, so anyways, she got mad at her friend for leaving fashion school for a job. But then Lauren didn't go to Paris for she stayed and didn't go to Paris for a man with a chin strap beard who she got dog tag as a Christmas gift for him engraved diamond encrusted dog tags now if that doesn't say 2008 I don't know what the fuck does but I'm telling you like when Lisa Love the icon that she is the editor of Teen Vogue or one of them I will say looked at her and said how was the beach with your boyfriend how was your summer at the beach with your boyfriend did that work out for you oh my god i literally i would have i would have thrown up on the desk i would have thrown the fuck up because you didn't go to fucking paris and then you have your boss looking at you like a boss bitch i mean like how was the beach with your boyfriend and i was like like i was 13 year old me like gasping for air because i I just remember that moment so clearly. And I just, you know, I won't talk about the hills every week, I promise. I just really wanted to just get all of that off my chest. Sometimes I feel like I can't on my Instagram. So I just, you know, I just wanted to spread the wealth a little bit. All right. Now onto my newest obsession. And I think I speak for 
a majority of people here when I say that I am in love with Courtney and Travis Barker and their romance and the online like vibes that they're putting out there. I mean, I okay, where to even begin? So Travis has been a really good friend of the Kardashians for years. Like he's made cameos on the show. He's been a really good friend to them. Like I, I feel like I heard that they went to church together. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but, and I also remember Travis, he had his VH1 show, I believe with his wife, Shanna, and it was like called like the Barkers or something. And of course I'm fucking garbage. And I was watching it like every Saturday morning on VH1. My dad was like, um, please go outside. So him and Courtney have had a hot and steamy romance. And you guys like, this is a new Courtney and this is a Courtney I don't think we have seen or haven't in a really, really, really long time. I think Scott Desick gets a little too much of a pass in my opinion for all the things that he did to Courtney. I do think he does have his demons and he has his struggles for sure. One of them being that he only dates girls that are 19 years old. I find it to be uh, very weird. And like, so when he started dating Sophia, I thought disgusting. She's a child. She literally hung out with Kylie as a, as a child. Um, and now you're dating her. But then they were together for years. And I was like, wait, maybe they're like really in love. Maybe this is like fine. You know, like I remember seeing pictures of her and Courtney hanging out and the kids. And I was like, oh, this is like great. Then they broke up. And now he's dating Amelia Gray Hamlin, who is Lisa Rinna's daughter, Amelia. And that's, of course, going to be Lisa Rinna's new storyline and Beverly Hills because Lisa Rinna can't ever have anything really about herself. It's always about her children. She like pimps them out. Anyways, so... When I see Courtney like living her best life, don't mind me if I cry. When I see Courtney Kardashian living her best life with Travis Parker, they're going to fights together. They're on the beach together. It. I don't mean to be crass, but in the picture that he recently posted or she put, someone fucking posted it. It was either one of them where he's like picking her up and she's like in that really skinny like nude bikini I didn't zoom in to like look at her ass like to be like damn like her ass looks good. I zoomed in because it genuinely looks like he's slipping a digit. You know what I'm saying? Like it looks like he's I mean he it looks like he's fingering her asshole. And I mean, I'm all about it. Like if that's what you're into, that's totally fine. But like on Instagram, I don't know. Like, but honestly, I give him a pass. I give him a fucking pass for that because Courtney's been through fucking hell with Scott and that man Eunice who had a very dark energy. And I mean, Chloe even came out and said like, he was like, like he made you miserable. And I will agree to that because I obviously know Courtney personally. Uh, and like she just had this like she was down like she had a very sour puss kind of personality and now with Travis I mean he posted a video that I think about once a day of her sucking his thumb and when I tell you this thumb suck is like so sensual I clutched my fucking pearls I was like oh my God, like I was, he was like a happy birthday post and he was like, babe, I love you so much. And it was like these cute little pictures of the last fucking slide was her sucking his thumb. And I was like, okay, this is a new, this is new. Haven't seen this before. 
but I'm here for it. I'm here for happy Courtney. I'm here for her, you know, running along. And then his kids are old enough to have TikToks, Alabama, and then I forget his son's name, but they have TikToks. And they post like videos of them all kind of like hanging out together as a family, like with her kids, little baby Rain, her son swore in one of the videos. And I was like, oh, that's my boy. Like, what a little cutie. Um, I'm just really, really happy for Courtney and Travis. And I love that they're hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, who are such a hot couple, who also were introduced by Randall Emmett, who was Lala Kent's fiance and baby daddy. And I mean, if that is not like a full circle moment, I, I don't even know what is. Like, that is iconic. Like, we need to talk about that really quick. Like, Randall Emmett is kind of in the universe all over. You know, like it's not seven. What is it? Seven degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. Is that the saying? Seven separations. It's something Four separations. I don't know, but it's something like that with Kevin Bacon and it's dead. It needs to be Randall Emmett because he also was friends with Mark Wahlberg. And there's a rumor that he was the like inspiration behind the, the character Turtle in Entourage. And that needs to be that is also not discussed enough. Honestly, like good for him. And the Oscar goes to Jo Jung Yoon. So I got to see the love of my life on Sunday night. He was a presenter at the Oscars and his name, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but his name is Brad Pitt. Uh, it is probably like one of the most basic things about me. I mean, I'm pretty fucking basic, but like my love for Brad Pitt like transcends time. Like I will love this man for the rest of my life. I, I can't get enough. So when I saw him presenting at the Oscars, he was presenting Best Supporting Actress. And he read the name of Jo Jung Un. And if I butchered that, like, please do not drag me. Like, I really, I'm really trying. And, you know, like, the, I didn't really, I got to be honest, you guys, I didn't watch a single movie from the Oscars. Not a single film. Not a single one. I was too busy re-watching Houses of Potomac for the fourth time. I was busy re-watching The Hills. Like, I am fucking garbage. You can find me in the dumpster. I, like, I am a gutter fucking trash person. So anyways, so she goes up and she accepts this award. And she looks at Brad and she just is like, nice to meet you, finally. She's like, why didn't you ever come to the film? Like, well, we were filming. Mr. Brad Pitt, finally. <laughs> nice to meet you. Were you. Where were you while we were filming in Tulsa? And she says that because he was a producer of this film. I believe it's called Minari. And it's just so shady and so fucking amazing that she called him out like that. And then they pan to him. And of course, he's looking so sexy. He's looking like a real snack with a little long ponytail. And, you know, he was chuckling along. But it was just so funny. And, like, it was just such a funny, like, cute moment. And I just – I had to talk about it because, you know, I just love – I love me some Brad. I love me some Brad Pitt. I don't know how he feels about the Brad memes. You know how people are always, like, frat boys are named Brad and Chad? I don't know how he feels about that. Uh, truthfully, because he's so not a Brad. Like, he is just not a Brad. He, I don't know what, you know, fuck it. He's a Brad. He's a fucking Brad. He's a frat boy. He's a white boy. He's, you know, he's Brad, but he's my Brad. And uh, I just love that moment. I just had to talk about it. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to my very first episode. Please subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or honestly, wherever you're listening. And be sure to listen next week too. You can follow me on Instagram at Bravo Historian and Hot Off The Mess is a podcast by The Dip. Follow them at The Dip, that's D-I-P-P. See you next week. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at chef.com. That's chef with an S dot com. Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org.